Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, nice to see hey. you. Hey, Dwayne, how's it going? Good to see you. Nice to see you as well, especially since my camera was just not working. <laughs> yeah, that happens, right? Yeah, always at the most inopportune times, like like five minutes before it, we're just about to go live. Then all of a sudden, the computer crashed. So it's part of it's part of what happens, right? It's a test, isn't it? Always a test, somehow, some way. It is. It keeps your blood pumping, man. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, how you been? Everything is good. How's the weather over there in Illinois? Uh, just a little cold, but that's all. I mean, not 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 like the vortex. So I'm good with that. Although, did oh my you see? Uh, 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 Las Vegas had two inches no. of snow. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Funny. I'm dying to get back to Vegas because um, Chris Angel just started a new magic show and it's supposed to be phenomenal. So I want to go see that. Um, but uh, yeah, weird, right? Like you had, I heard a lot of Tesla people were complaining that the vortex was so cold that the battery lives were like shrinking down to a quarter. Like you get like 250 miles on a charge, but it, it was so cold that the battery was producing only like 50 or 100 miles on every charge because of the, the density of the battery or was freezing whatever fluids. I have no idea what it was, but so Tesla had to put out some sort of um, information, like uh, information uh, on for car owners to be careful. Wow. Yeah. Well, my yeah. gas guzzler did quite fine. Well, you don't you have a um, don't you have a hybrid? Well, I had a, yeah, I had a Prius, but I I, I have a, a a Ford F one fifty truck now. Oh, so. good man! You went country. You got I, a gun rack. I did. I, I, <laughs> you know, with the beard and everything. No. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite singers, as you know, the band is Striper. They're a Christian rock band, and he has a solo album, and he wrote this song called Radio. And I guess he's poking fun at country artists because he's a uh, rock, rock guy. And he's like, all I got to do is write a country song. And then, you know, a few words. And he saw, I sold my hat, my, uh, my, my car and got a pickup truck. I sold my uh, baseball cap for a cowboy hat. I got a big belt buckle, knuckles, uh, tattoos on my knuckles, like talk with an accent. Like he says all these things. And he says, then I'll have a country hit song on the radio. I, yeah. Well, the, uh, we we had the country station on. We were driving uh, the other day, and there was uh, because my life my my wife likes uh, likes country, so we had it on. We don't listen to it very much when I'm in the car, just because I'm I'm not a big country fan, anyways. But yeah, uh, and anyways, um, this song called "Alcohol You Later." Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's I mean the pun is funny, but right right then when. When you keep hearing that over and over and over again in the song, it was just uh, it was it was bad in my opinion. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I actually st- I, I'm a '80s metal guy, right? You know that I love '80s metal. But my my fiance Nicole, she loves country, and I've been going to a lot of country shows where there's some bands are so talented, like amazingly talented as far as musicianship. And I'm like sitting there watching these guitar players rip, and they're incredible. Um, and I'm starting to become a little bit of a fan of like Chris Stapleton and, you know, some of the, uh, the typical country players. But I mean, I've been enjoying some of the shows. Some of them I just want to get the heck out of there. So it's been pretty awesome. Hey, we have Master Ron Zell on the line with us today. He's the founder and one of the owners of um, Spark, which we always talk highly about on our program, right? Well, unfortunately, well, I should say fortunately, but I will bring up Spark again in this conversation today. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is fortunate for Spark and all the people who. Are, so far, it's actually funny because three or four of the people that we that follow us on the show that I'm friends with that are also kind of my clients, 
um, they've converted to Spark after hearing us talk about it. They're like, you and Dwayne love it so much, I'm going to check it out. So I'm, I'm excited because it'll literally change their lives. Um, so let's quickly talk about our topic. Why don't you lead everyone in because it's a good one, and I think it's super important. So, And by the way, this is our 200th. 200th podcast or more vlog, right? Like a video blog. I mean, 200 of them, dude. And I mean, like we're going to celebrate probably next week in a more, um, you know, a larger fashion with our 201st call. But um, man, the dedication, right? And the, um, the, the stick-to-itiveness, as we say in the martial arts, right? For you and I to hit 200 podcasts. Most other martial art podcasts last a month, two, three months, maybe, but we've been going, this is what, our third year or somewhere around there? Yeah, and I think, too, um, what I, I, what's different about this is, you know, we're giving content. And, of course, we talk about uh, the fact that you coach, you know, I coach or whatever. Um, and I don't, do, I don't do a lot of coaching. But that this is, this is pure content. We're not right. here to try to sell people. We're, we're, we have a passion for... Uh, seeing people do well in the industry. I mean, when I bought my partners out, you know, there was people in the industry that helped me. Um, right. Some were paid, right. some were not. But it, it, either way, it doesn't matter. I, 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 and, and so that's why, you know, for for us, I wanted us to kind of get together and, and uh, give back to the industry. I know that you love doing that. In fact, I think sometimes you give more than I do. Uh, sometimes I got to tell you behind the scenes, hey, shut up. You're like, you're giving yeah, too yeah. much. but. I find it interesting, though, like, the, you know, nowadays, you know, back in the day, listen, I started my school 20, it'll be 28 years this November. That's how long I've been open, right? You know, and um, you are 20-something, right? 22, 20, whatever? Just 20, just now. Yeah, 20 years. So, I mean, that's, that's according to standards, when you read the book Good From Good to Great, um, they give you standards and statistics on businesses and how quickly they fail, right? And they said, like, out of 100 businesses, only, like, 50% of them will make it to their third year. And I, I'm just going off memory. These might not be the exact statistics. And they said, after after that, only 50% of the 50% will make it to their fifth year. And then it, it goes, like, 25% to their 10th year and only, like, 5% to their 20th year. Sometimes I think that martial arts are a little different. I think they're talking about highly profitable businesses so that, you know, sometimes a martial arts school could could kind of stammer along, you know, um, and be at a zero profit, but school owners will keep them open because that's their passion. It's their pet passion, right? And they have full-time jobs to support their martial art passion. But um, successful schools, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, people go in and out of business. Every year when we mail out our tournament mailers to the same group of whatever 200 schools, about 25 to 30% of them have gone out of business already. So it's amazing to see how many, you know, kind of turn over. So why don't don't you do a quick lead-in about our uh, call today? Yeah, so the topic today is uh, creating win-win relationships in your business. And and, uh, there's going to be maybe like a four-prong approach to this. Uh, if not at least three, depending on the time that we have to get into things. But um, I think it's important for us to understand, you know, the type of business that we're in and and maybe, you know, look at the reasons that we got into that business uh, in the first place. Um, and most of us, obviously, it was to teach martial arts lessons, right, to teach uh, the passion that we were interested in uh, and maybe still are interested in to other individuals, uh, right. self-protection or whatever it is. Um, but creating these win-win relationships, I think we do a, probably a pretty decent job, I would say, with regards to uh, the, the, uh, the second tier, which is our, our clients, 
right? right. So our, right. our uh, you know, the first tier would be like leads and prospects. The next one would be clients. After that, you know, you have uh, other uh, business partners in the uh, in the community that you can, uh, you know, right. reach out to. And then the last one would be your, your vendors. So right. um, I think we probably do a pretty decent job with creating win-win relationships for the most part with our own clients because obviously we want to keep them so that they, you yeah. know, that we our business business stays open. But what I what I was thinking about was maybe we could go over some ideas that continue to build those win-win relationships with our clients. And let's talk about them first before we get into um, before we get into our prospects. So, like, what are what are some of the things that you you do in your school or have done? in the past to create these uh, win-win relationships with with your uh, current clients? And then I can kind of go into mine as well. Yeah. Well, well, a few definitely is uh, number one, and, I'm, and I knew this from day one, but I'm actually getting – I'm the best at it now than I've ever been due to the fact that I'm using Spark. And, you know, not again if Ron's listening, but um, – that, that I have this uh, at, at my fingertips within the software, I have this automation system where I can just send out mass text or individual text or mass emails or individual emails. And I just absolutely love, like, I know this is crazy. People are going to hear this and think it's crazy, but I'm actually doing this coming Monday night an axe, axe throwing seminar. And um, and I have uh, all the axes on my desk, right? You know, and they're metals, sharpened axes, and and you know, from like kids from like seven years old up to adults, and I'm literally almost sold out of all my axes, right? And and how you know, I'm getting a lot of behind the scenes, like, hey, you know, this crazy, this crazy, this axe throwing seminar, is it for my kid? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's safe, it's this, it's, sign them up, right? And yesterday alone, I sold like 15 axes. Crazy, right? Like parents are like, take it home in the box, put it on the side, buddy. You're not going to play with this at home, you know, right? Like, they, but the parents are into it. So what's interesting is, um, you know, there's that communication network, right? And that's the most important thing is to communicate. And remember, this one thing is super, super important. Every single student, whether it be kid or adult, they all are individuals with different needs, wants, desires, right? So if we understand that. And we're able to cater to that specific person, right? Not, not in mass, like everyone wants this or everyone, like we're able to say, Hey, Dwayne, you know, I know you have a little bit of lack of confidence and you want to build that up as an adult, you know, behind the scenes, you know, and you talk and Hey, how's that going? How you feeling? And it's so easy with texting on Spark, right? Cause you could do it. I could send out a quick text and have these conversations where it's not bogging me down. It's not in the lobby and earshot of all the other people, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my first thing is communication. The other thing is referrals. Like you had mentioned, um, you know, like you'd be able to reach out to others that are happy. You know, we were talking about that before, I think behind the scenes, you and I, or, or, you know, about how to get Our pre-call. People, yeah. How to, how to re, you know, how to um, really help people help you. Right. So that, those are two big ones that I think are and, and they're not just, you know, that communication is not just a, a, com, a little thing. It's massive because it spills into everything that you do. So let me right. let you add on to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they become a client. You know, the first thing that uh, and, and again, we're not talking about them uh, as a prospect first because we will get into right. that. But they, right. they, 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 they're already a client. And so um one of the first things that happens for us is they get a handwritten card uh, from me, uh, welcoming them to our our family, 
right. you know, going over, just going over a few things. Um, the, I know, and everybody's going to shake their head and they're going to laugh at this or whatever, but the two, four, six week, uh, 10 week type process, whether it's emails, phone calls, D all the above, meetings, face to face, whatever it yeah. is, those need to happen and they need yeah. to happen like clockwork, but there needs to be a human element to it. Right. Um, so that's where I do like the texting opportunities that are there yeah. uh, within within Spark because we can even automate those texts. And then obviously when they text back, that's when the live part happens, um, yeah. you know, back and forth. So I, I, I think the, 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 the communication on that level, making sure that they know that they're part of a family and that we genuinely care about uh, them and their needs uh, is going to be vitally important. On top of that, um, I, I really think making the connections with regards to the things that are happening out on the floor with the parent is going to be uh, extremely important. So if little Johnny needs a little extra help, obviously you talk to mom afterwards and say, you know, we need to set Johnny up with a private lesson. Um, all those type of things uh, need to be occurring in order to create those win-win uh, situations. But then periodically having follow-ups or touch points that you are making sure that you've met the needs that they they stated in the beginning, and then what other needs are there now? So if you if you think about like you know Tom Callis is uh, the black belt success system, right? right? You need to know what you want, have a plan, and a success coach. Take consistent action. Well, then after that, you need to review your progress, right? Review right what they said they they wanted to get out of the program. Are they getting that out of the program? And then if they are, what what's the new goal? Those type of things. So. Uh, having some sort of sit-down meeting, phone meeting, um, or even the texting back and forth. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't always have to be the same thing. So, for instance, you know, in the beginning, there is going to be a lot of hand-holding. So yeah. I think those should be face-to-face -face, uh, opportunities. As time yeah. goes on and they become older, um, they, they, there could be less face-to-face, one-on-one meetings and more of, the the other texts and, and touches like that. On top of that, I don't know if you guys do this, but we we send handwritten birthday cards to every yeah. every student um, on their on their birthday, so they get that handwritten card as well. And then um, we my uh, my instructors every night they have to write two good job cards a night, so they'll pick two right. people that they worked with that night. We've got a sheet and everything that we keep track of what's going on and. Uh, so every quarter, every single one of our students are getting uh, at least one good job card um, in that quarter as well. So it's yeah. a handwritten note from them. Yeah, and I, and, and I love – let me just add to what you're saying real quick. So you have a list, and then you, you go through the list of all the students that were legitimately doing a good job in class. You write them a good job card, and then you send it out, and you highlight that they were done, right? Now, that list also acts as a we miss you list. So now you can say, hey, these four people weren't in class. Now you can send them a we miss you, handwritten we miss you card as well. And um, we also do um, automations for that. Let me throw in one cool thing, which I love on the automations for, you know, the ongoing uh, two, four, six-week calls or for our birthdays is that we also will send them a birthday letter on Spark through our software and also through a text message to say, hey, did you get our birthday present? And then I give them a twenty dollar, a twenty, no, a ten percent or twenty percent off coupon on their next purchase as a birthday gift. So then they're like, "Wow, I got your birthday present," you know. And, and there's an actual, 
thing that I send to them that's an actual birthday gift. So it's getting the message out, giving them a deal, and also nurturing a sale at the same time. So it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, so sorry. I just continue. No, no, you're fine. Um, and so then the other thing that we do is uh, obviously have an upgrade program to go to leadership. So once they get their, their, um, their leadership, we will take a picture uh, of them you know, within their new uniform and their weapon, they're holding their weapon and all that other stuff. Right. And then I put it on, I put it on a card and then, uh, it's a, and then, uh, so the, it's the cover of the actual card. Oh, and then okay. I write something on the inside and I send that out to them as well. So they get, they get that touch, um, you know, alongside that. The other thing that we do is, you know, with regards to, we buy a, a buttload <laughs> right. of those, t- those century tiny little ninja, whatever they are, little dragon uniforms. And every time right. there's a birth uh, in in the studio, you know, we put that little thing together in a little package. All of us instructors sign a card, and then we we present it to the family as well, so they get oh, that's uh, cool. you know that that little karate uniform. Uh, we do, uh, we do uh, actually we we do bibs. So I got a bibs that I buy them right off of Amazon. I buy like fourteen at a time, and they say a uh, future ninja. Um, you know, because everybody's a ninja, so it says future ninja in training. So I just gave out. And that two works of them. for you. Yeah, yeah, it works perfect. Like, I, and they're already made, so I don't have to go customize them. So I just buy them and I hang them on my shelf. When I see a mom with a brand new baby, I'm like, here you go, boom. And I gave it. I gave out two just the other day at my uh, East Islip school. So it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, that's awesome. Do you do the custom cards through a, a company? Because I think you had someone that you just send them the info and they mail it. Are you still doing that? I, well, I have a service that I use, yeah, that, uh, um, I mean, of course, I can give information but uh, uh, about it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm able to put pictures on cards and even send gifts through the mail. Like, so, for instance, we had a, a, one of my second-degree black belts, uh, his, uh, their family dog died. And so I went onto Facebook, and I saw the picture that he put on there. And so I just took that picture off of uh, Facebook, put it on the front of the card, wrote some nice heartfelt things on the inside of the card and sent it off to him. Um, and I just saw him today, this morning, and he said, oh, my gosh, that that card, that, that was so awesome. My wife was like, how, how does he do that? You so know, you that man- so you call, you put it in through the company online or whatever. I'm doing the online typing thing with my fingers rather than the air. I actually, um, I actually used the app on my phone for that one. But, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Way, you can do it online. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I like. I'll get that information from you after we're done. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, to be transparent, I mean, I, I'm a reseller of it too. So uh, there, right. there's, there's, yeah. But I mean, it, it's a phenomenal service. I've been using it for 12 years. That's 12 awesome. years. Good for you. So, um, so but anyway, so what we, other things? We'll, Whatever. Yeah. What so we'll take those little touches. Um, obviously, with that service, when I see things on Facebook, I will take other pictures and do the same thing. My head instructor, his wife. Uh, just this week, his wife, uh, uh, her grandpa, 91-year-old grandpa died. And so just last week, they had a party for him at my head instructor's house. And so there's a bunch wow. of pictures on Facebook. I took a merity of those pictures, and I put a collage in uh, on this on this, on this this card. And, and then I sent uh, basically it was a sympathy card, if you will. And then I also sent a little gift along with it. And it was just uh, this small little... Uh, uh, ornament, if you will, like it's a remember me ornament type thing that right. they can always keep uh, in his wow. memory. So, um, so we do those type of touches as well. Obviously, when somebody graduates to the next belt level, 
um, they they you know get the email that congratulates them now through Spark they yeah. get the, the Spark yeah. University and now they yeah. get to see their curriculum online through that uh, as well and then I have a uh, a thing through our our handwritten card program that you know I I send a handwritten card now when I say a handwritten card it's actually my uh, handwriting that is scanned right it is my signatures that are scanned so right. it looks just like i wrote the card but right. um it's a pre-made card for red belt or orange belt or whatever it is yeah. and they get at you know and so we we send out uh a a, a postcard to them right. congratulating them on their next belt rank so um i just know that every time that we send mail um our our kids absolutely love it and i'm i'm a primarily kids school yeah so I have to tell you, well, first off, you know, uh, just to add to your idea, I don't know if you do this, but um, because in my school, our curriculum is, our, our equipment is tied into our curriculum. That's why I sell so much retail. So we have uh, 18 different weapons and all sorts of stuff that we buy, and they're in your white belt, yellow belt, so on and so forth. So when um, when people get promoted, uh, they buy their next set of gear for the next belt that they're learning, whatever the weapon is, or sparring gear, and so on. So when we send out a congratulations letter for their promotion. It's actually, we don't send it out. We put it in an envelope and we hand it to them at the test. And in it, it has a coupon for if they buy within the first two weeks, the next Q level, we call it, the next level belt level, they get a 10% or 20% off coupon if they buy within the next two weeks for the next set of equipment. So that might be something you could add on there as a gift. And as a gift, we want to give you $5 off your next gear purchase or whatever it may be. Um, right. So, yeah, so that's a cool idea. So then what else do you do as far as, like, other things? As, well, is that mostly for the clientele? I mean, for your clients, like, as far as – because for me, it sounds to me like it's about communicating. It's about sending cards. Yeah. It's about sending letters. It's about talking to the clientele. It's about making sure that you touch base with them. I said, you know, making sure we know what their desires are, what, what the parent wants for the child, what the child wants when and finds to be fun. Like I always said – and we've talked about this in the past. Imagine we had a guy that we hired. Their job, we paid him $25,000 a year, not a massive salary, but their job is just to sit and they have to talk to each and every one of our clients about their needs, similar to like a concierge at, the, at a hotel. And they're, and then maybe they make commissions if, if people renew the first year through and they make a commission on that. But my point is though that that only, their only sole job is to be in contact, to talk to, to walk through and baby step those clients and keep them with us. Um, that would be worth it because if we look back on how many quits we have, I guarantee you we lost well more than, you know, that in, in lost student revenue than you would by paying a concierge to really just do be a customer service expert that takes care of someone. Because what is it that we like as business owners? Like what do, what do you like as a business owner, like in a restaurant that you go to or a club that you may be involved in? Like what is it that we would look for as, as high-level customer service? You know, like for instance, well, I number one, well, let me number say. one, I, I want to be called by name. Yeah, true. Knowing who you are, right? Yeah, and know, knowing the Sorry, parents' names and so on. No, I, we, I went to my favorite diner that we go to every Wednesday for my tournament meeting, 
and uh, our waitress is busy today. She's with us every week, but I had to literally get up and go get the syrup from my buddy who had pancakes and and, and uh, butter for his pancakes because I couldn't find our waitress. Even though we tip her pretty heavy, um, we love to do that. Uh, she was nowhere to be found today, and I was like, maybe I should lower her tip today based on service, but she's always good to us, so I didn't. But um, it's that type of thing that we look at as professionals, you know, like making it easy on people, you know, helping them, you know. And that's what I love, again, about our software is I can just say, hey, you want that Axe package? She'll go, I don't have any cash on me. If you want, I have your card on file. People are like, yeah, zip my card on file. That's like the word, literally, put my, you know, charge my card on file. It has made sales so easy for me because all you do is go in, you set up your invoice card on file, boom, and I go, I'm going to email you a receipt, click, click, boom. Okay, great. They're walking out with product. It took me like eight minutes to, to do like transactions yesterday. So super, super easy. And by the way, forget about the software for a second, but it just makes our lives so much easier. And that makes this customer's life so much easier. So again, ease of business, ease of purchase, ease of setup and sign up and, and so on. I think that's important. So you, so what else do you want to add? And do you want to move on to the next phase? Because that was our well, clients, right? Yeah, I was just to say one more thing with clients is obviously we're, we're, we're continually asking for um, referrals in different unique ways, you know. So right. um, well, I use the – not to bring up the card system again, but I use the card system, and I've got a uh, – and I pulled it up here so I could read it, but I've got a picture of a dog. I wish I could just kind of turn it around and show you. But anyway, I, think you, could, a, I uh, think you might be able to share screen. I'm not sure, but – I would be afraid to try it, but I know you can flip the screen and share it on Facebook. But being that we're using the second software, we might not be able to. Yeah, I don't think so. But anyways, it's got this little dog, picture of a dog's head and it says, hi, my name is George. I wondered if you could do me a favor. That's the outside of the card. And then the inside of the card, and it's in George's handwriting, so it's not my handwriting yeah. this time. It says, I'm very sad. Here's why. Uh, lately, my master has been coming home and not uh, uh, talking to me very much. It makes me very sad. And it says, you see, my master is really good at what he does. In fact, some people he says he, some people say he's the best. I know he really listens uh, uh, good to people and solves a lot of their, their, their toughest problems, but lately he's been kind of down in the dumps. The other day I heard him talking on the phone, and he said that his business was doing okay, but he wanted to expand it, but just wasn't, uh, uh, all, just wasn't uh, good at all that marketing stuff. So I was wondering if you could do me a favor um, so that things could get back to normal around here. Would you tell some of your friends about how good my uh, master is and send some business his way? I know it would really cheer him up fast, and uh, and he'd be grateful. Thanks, George. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. And so that's the that's the first uh, one that we send out with George. We've got uh, a second one that is a follow-up uh, with George, too. I'm not awesome. going to go through it. But, it, it's, yeah, it's just small, little, neat little things. Not that George is necessarily our mascot. Um, but, but he's kind of my, my virtual dog, if that makes right, sense. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I listen to, and I'm sorry I keep saying this stuff, but I'm like, it's almost like it's like we're sponsored. Maybe we should be by, by Spark, but I just listened to Ron and, uh, he did a uh, conference call and they do have a new, uh, portion of their online their app that they're going to have for their phone, which is a whole referral based uh, marketing system on I their saw app. That, yeah. Their where clients can just refer each other. Now, I'm hoping that I could customize it because, I have, as you know, I have a very lucrative referral program, and that's why we get so many referrals because if someone 
refers five people to my school and they join for free amongst all a whole bunch of different hosts of gifts that they get. But if five members join for free, I give out a free year. So if this software is going to be able to really help me, you know, hammer that home and, and I'll throw some ideas because they're really good over there about listening to my ideas and implementing them. Um, but I'd love to be able to say, uh, hey, Mrs. Jones, so far you referred Johnny. Um, you have four more to go. Like if there's that kind of customization, it'll it'll nurture them to get more in there. But that's why for me, um, I'm always on the people. Like, listen, you got four or you got you got three, you got two. And oh, now you have one left, one more referral. You get a year for free. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go out. Let me have all those passes. They're out on the street handing them out at the bus stop, at school, at the parties, in their kids' classes. So that's a huge, huge thing. Referrals are our source. I mean, if you can think about it, if you have 150 students and every one of them refers one person a year, that's 150 brand new members you know some may some may not some may refer two and three but it's we tend to ignore our referral programs like it was a, a headache to people we feel embarrassed or intrusive and so on so we have to be better at that so so um what do you think about let's, like um go ahead go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna say let's move on to prospects yeah yeah what do you think about prospects or why don't you just, you want to start yeah, so with regards to prospects, obviously to make a win-win, we got to find out exactly what it is that they're looking for. And and I wanted to find something really quick. We have in our school something that's called suspects, and then we have another one that's called prospects. So a suspect to us, just real quickly defining things, a suspect is somebody that we gather their their information by them coming to some sort of event or, 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 or something. So be it a field trip, being a, a birthday party, um, parents night out, whatever it is, they weren't actively seeking martial arts lessons. So to me, that, those individuals are, are, are what we call suspects. Right. Prospects are somebody that uh, they, they could have been at some sort of other event, um, but they picked up the phone or they texted or they went online and they're actively seeking more information for martial arts yeah. lessons. Right. So, Obviously, we're trying to make suspects into prospects, prospects into uh, trial students, trial students into new clients. With that being said, um, whether the person is a suspect or a prospect, we want to build some sort of win-win relationship with them. So if they are interested or never been interested, um, we got to speak to them maybe a little bit differently. So a prospect, I want to find out, you know, what it is that you, what is it that you're looking for out of a martial arts program? Tell me right. a little bit more, a little bit more about Johnny, or 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 um, you know whatever it is. We we need to have that conversation uh, with them and find out if we can genuinely meet their needs. And I'll give you a for instance. I remember we had an introductory lesson scheduled for an individual that came in. Uh, we asked all the right questions on the phone like we're supposed to do. They show up. I was just a few minutes late, probably about seven or eight minutes late with the uh, introductory lesson I, that I was doing with somebody else. I came out and I saw them walking out. They were leaving. Mm -hmm. So I, came, I, I ran outside and I said, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I'm, I apologize that, that I was running late. And they said, nope, not a problem. Uh, you know, th th this just isn't the school that we're looking for. And I said, well, may I ask why? And they said, well, um, all, all I saw was them playing games. Now, what they saw was a, 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 a an evening where there was 10 minutes of games not usually happening all the time by any means, but it just happened to happen that night that they were doing a game and they saw it. So um, I really felt like there was no way that I could talk them into understanding what that was because 
I started to say, you know, look, that's not the norm. They were doing this. Yeah, that, you know, this isn't the right school for us. I said, well, may I ask what, what you're looking for? I said, yeah. I know other schools in the area. Maybe I can help you. And so they, they gave me the definition. I said, you probably want to check this school out. So, and I gave them the name and, and what the school was. And I said, I'm, I'm saying this because not everybody is going to be a fit for my school. Right. And I would rather them, uh, obviously I'd love for them to come to our school, but I don't want them to come to our school and be unhappy and then go out and tell everybody else. Even if I get $3,000 from them, it's worth it for me to, to make sure that they get what they want, even if it isn't through me, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. So uh, understanding what your prospect wants is going to be vitally important. Whether it's a suspect or a prospect, maybe the prospect doesn't really care for or can't afford your place. Or the suspect, you know, look, I'm not really interested in martial arts training, you know, never have been, never will be, you know, type thing. Right. Or we're not right. interested right now, that type of thing. Whatever it is, I think then adding on a, an additional question would be would be important. Meaning, I, you know, Mrs. Jones, I totally understand. Um, I, hey, just so you know, if you would like, I don't know if you have any other family or, or members or friends that would maybe be interested in the two-week free offer that we gave you. But if you'd like to transfer that to one of them, um, you know, feel free to do that. And, and, and just please tell them to mention your name so we, that right. we know uh, that, that, that it's an active two-week membership. Uh, yeah. two-week free membership, and that they can actually get that two-week free from you. Right, right. I love that. That's awesome. I think it's interesting at in how uh, – first, I find it interesting at in how they were walking out the door because you're a few minutes late. Meanwhile, you could sit in a doctor's office for an hour and a half, and they ignore you and move you from room to room. But when it comes to a martial arts school, they're going to like, that's it. We want to be you – know, like everyone wants to be treated like, you know, number one, which we understand, but sometimes have a little bit of patience. But um, I love that you turned a negative into a positive. That's very, very important. And by the way, I think the, the next thing you probably would mention – or you may have forgotten that you, you also do is like sometimes when people call up and say, hey, I'd like to do a trial, you give them the two-for-one trial experience where you say, hey, would you like to bring a friend with you? Um, do you know anybody that would like to come along with you? Because I find if little Johnny has his buddy with him, it would probably be better and easier and, and so on. So that's something that we could always try. I do that with retail as well. You're buying a T-shirt for to wear under your gi. If you'd like to buy a second one, we're giving 20% off on that. Um, and, uh, you know, so you have two in case one's dirty, that kind of mindset, even when they first join, Hey, we're giving you the first uniform. If you'd like, you could buy a second one. Cause we find that parents always have it in the wash. They forget it. They lose something. But you buy a whole entire second set for 20% off. Um, at least you have two, like, you know, you would do that with anything that you buy, right? Like if kids wearing clothes, you know, they don't just have one pair of shoes. They have a few different and so on and so forth. So that's awesome. Like prospecting is interesting. Like, you know, um, the very word of a prospect is prospecting, right? Prospecting is the, you know, what gold miners used to do. They would prospect, you know, they'd try to find the correct land to find the gold in, in those places, you know, those streams and whatever. So why are we not <coughs> doing that as much as we should be at our schools as well? Why are we not calling our clients and saying, do you have any friends? Why are we not for, for new prospects? Or why are we not asking the prospects to share with us um, you know, hey, listen, if you if you join my school, but you get five of your friends to join, you get a year for free. You won't ever have to pay me, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, hey, Rick Kellerman wrote, that's exactly what I do as well. 
Uh, plus, it fosters good relationships between schools and brotherhood. Yeah, sharing with other schools. Like, if, if, if they're not right for me, go down the road. There's a BJJ school right down the road kind of thing, right? Um, and then he also wrote, second uniform or T-shirt, 20% off is a great idea. So I'm going to give him a thumbs up on that one. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know what's interesting? You would have mentioned, too, um, I think in our pre-call about, you know, vendors and working with other companies, right? So that's also a way of prospecting, going out, asking them to do market sharing and so on. I don't know if we're at that point yet, but did you want to add more to the actual prospect part of it or? Well, one last thing about the prospecting is I think it's important that they, um, the, the suspect or the prospect, whoever it is, that they know that it's a, it's, it's a, uh, an, the free membership is an active membership. It's a, it's a limited membership. And so right. that's why the other individual has to mention them in order to get it because otherwise it's a closed, it's a closed opportunity at that point. So right. I think it's, you know, it is, they can transfer it to somebody else. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's a living document when they transfer it. But once they say no, it's dead. So yeah. I, I think that's important verbiage. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm going to share with you another thing, a way to turn a negative into a positive with this kind of mindset. So let's say you're in a contract, right? Someone's in a contract and they say, hey, my kid doesn't want to go anymore. I say, well, you have three months left. You're going to have to pay for it. You might as well force them to go. Well, we're not going to force them. Now they're angry with you because they have to pay for something they're not using and you become, you know, the bad guy. You're the super villain, right? And um, all of a sudden, like I had a, it's amazing at how quickly you go from zero or hero to zero, right? Like I had a kid who trained with me literally three days a week, religiously for seven years. One of my black belts, greatest kid ever, somehow hurt his neck. Um, I don't, I don't think it happened in the dojo, but I, I'm not there one night and I see that my program manager says the parents uh, for so-and-so are at the desk. Um, and they want to cancel his membership. And I'm like, okay, they have a doctor's note. And then they like, oh, they left it there. And I wrote him an email and said, I'd like to meet with you guys, you know. Um, but I didn't say, I want to meet with you, and I hope he's feeling well. I just said, I'd like to meet with you because I'd love to say goodbye. And, you know, he's been a kid. He's been my, like my child. Well, they were mad because I didn't ask how he was on that initial email. So I've not heard from them since. Since then, they've canceled their credit card. They won't return my emails. They're mad at me. I went from a hero of seven years, three days consistently of being their their kid's instructor to being like, don't talk to me anymore. I see on Ali, he's just a tyrant. Like, I don't know how that happens. But anyway, here's the, here's the turnaround. Like if someone has to uh, pay and they owe you four months, I usually say, hey, listen, I'll send you a gift certificate for half of that time for free. So if I, you owe me four months, I'll give you two months for free if you want to reuse it at a later date, share it with a sibling, or give it to someone else. And uh, what happens is a lot of times they go like, they feel like, hey, I'm going to spite him. I'm going to give this away so I don't lose my money. But then they give it to someone and say, go take advantage of this, right? And then they, uh, that person comes in and then hopefully I have a chance to sign them up for a free, for, uh, with a free membership that they gave away to a year. So I turn a negative into a positive by hopefully converting that student that quit into a student that um, trains. Right. Nice. Yeah. So that's a, that's an idea too. So um, cool. Other thoughts on that? Well, I, we talked about prospects and suspects. We talked about clients. I kind of want to move into real quickly uh, uh, just other business partners, um, you know, with regards to uh, whether you, you, you're, you're doing the, um, uh, the rack cards or, or, you know, those type of things. And, and if you want to quickly speak about rack cards, because I, I, you're like one of the masters of rack cards. 
Well, I do want to speak about rack cards, but at the same time, I also believe that it's just it's just one piece of the puzzle, right? So, like, it's sure. just what we call FOMA, front of mind awareness. So, like, if I have my rack cards in every business in town and there's people happen to be buying pizza, going to the drugstore, and they see my cards, when, when hopefully they're thinking about a martial arts school, they're going to think of me, right? I want them to see me everywhere. I want them to be that to be the first thing on their mind. I don't know necessarily if many calls come directly from the rack card, although we have almost 375 businesses within our two-school community um, that, um, that have our rack cards in it. But the one thing about rack cards that I like is it gives you the opportunity to go in and speak to the manager of that delicatessen or that, that laundromat and say, hey, listen, do you have any kids? Do you, do you have any employees? You know, here, give them my passes. You know, have them come in on you. You know, tell them it's a gift from you for one month free. So it's all about learning how to network with those businesses. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to bring up is uh, the different um, uh, non-for-profits and also even your um, private schools and those type of things that you can partner up with and do things for. Not that you can't do things for public schools. It's a lot harder to get in um, with them, but right. there are, you know, most of these private schools have auctions that you can give to. They have different uh, fun nights or whatever that you can be involved with at their locations yeah. that you can set a, a booth up at. So there's there's some there's some things that can happen, um, and it, you know just some small little things that can happen in those situations that you can create those partnerships with. You know, well, I have a uh, go ahead. Can I add to that? Like with whenever I actually scour the local papers for all those Chinese auction fundraisers, cancer organizations, whatever, and I look and I call and I say, listen, I, I know that you're going to think this is weird, but I'd like to offer you. Are you doing a Chinese auction? They say, oh, yeah, we're doing one. I said, I'd like to offer you three baskets, one for a free birthday party, one for our kickboxing program, one for martial arts. Or now I'm doing more of the just the kickboxing and the martial arts. So I found that people that are taking advantage of the free party are coming from way far away because it's free and none of the kids that they're bringing actually come to my school because they live in, you know, 10 towns over. But so I give out to every auction, every fundraiser, I give out a basket for a month of kickboxing and a month of martial arts with a little t-shirt and yada, yada, yada. I value that like $199 in value. I do that all the time. Everyone knows it. I post it on my Facebook page. I go to all the moms organizations on Facebook, and I say, listen, if you know anybody who's looking to do a fundraiser, I would love to donate. I'm known as this guy. Everybody just stumbles in. Parents are stumbling in going, can you donate to my kid's fundraiser? Absolutely, without a doubt. I've even gone as far as uh, printing custom passes for the breast cancer organization in my town with their logo on it, and they put it out at every dinner setting. Um, at the dinner that they held. So everyone, 250 members got a pass for a week and they got to buy the raffle. And we get a lot of students trying out free memberships from that. So that's a big, big one. If people are not doing that, they need to jump on that right away. Hmm, nice. Yeah, cool. You were saying, I interrupted you again. No, 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 it's fine. Um, oh, the uh, even, oh, I have a list. I have a list of... Um, of all the principals in our area. And then uh, we got, and this is coming up, so we've, we've got the standardized, test, standardized testing that are coming up in, in the spring, right? That's when all these standardized testings happened here. 
And so we send out uh, information to go in and basically pump the students up, you know, to get them motivated to do their absolute best. Um, I do my number 10 speech with that. And uh, then, you know, get into those schools and then have passes to pass out, you know, wow. as well. Don't you also do, I mean, we've talked about this, most people probably know, but you do the massive stuff with the uh, the um, field trips as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. I mean, you bring in hundreds of people a year, right, and they come in and even the school teachers, they, don't they bust them in at some point, right? They take – They bust – yeah, they bust them in, um, and even chaperones come. So – and then when all the Amazing. chaperones come and the teachers come, because we have to have at least one chaperone or teacher per 10 students. Wow. Uh, that's what we re- – that's what we require. And And most often we actually have more parents that come – than than we need, but that's okay. But every single one of them will walk out with one of my books. They get a free book. They get to pick um, as well. And then every single one of those kids walk out with uh, passes as well. And then that's obviously awesome. we got their we got all their information, so we follow up on them. Yeah. And what do you say? You signed up about what, like fifty percent of those people that come. You get like fifty percent of them to come in and do a class, and then then you. No, no, I I probably only get about 10 to 15% of them to come in and actually try it. Now, last year we closed with a 74% closing rate was, okay. our, was our closing rate for last year. So 74% on, on, of the individuals that that did, that did trials signed up. Wow, no, that's no, no, that signed up. Yeah, so, but like out of 100, you got 20 or 30%. 74. 70, no, but out of the 100 that came in, you got 74 to join? Or is that out of the no, 100 no, no, no. the trial? Well, I'm just talking about the statistics for the year. What I'm saying is that 74 – like, I closed last year um, my conversion from trials to sign-ups was 74%. Right. Okay, great. So in the ones total, that came in, came in and they did the intros, and you pretty much 74% ratio of all the people that are doing intros are signing up in your school. That's amazing yeah. numbers, though. Yeah, I'm not nearly that high either, so that's great for you. That's awesome. So now, do you do any co-op marketing? I think you were doing some stuff with some local businesses. Didn't you have a few businesses in town that you worked with or or no, that you're doing like co-op marketing? What do you mean by co-op marketing? Like, you know, like maybe like they're they're giving out your flyers, you're giving out their flyers, that kind of thing, or they're, you know, they're no. No, but what I have done is I've written letters for like my insurance agent, um, you know, even my, my chiropractor, those type of things. And then they mail, I pay for it, but they mail them out to their, their clients, you know, okay. and off, offer them something and, and, uh, you know, be it, you know, self-defense night, a free self-defense night or free whatever, you know, that type of thing. I've done, I mean, if you consider that co-op, but. Yeah. One thing I like that you do, and you're really good at it, is you have like a a follow-up program on most of the things you do. I know you said like if you did a women's self-defense program, they can buy buy an online follow-up program and then – or they could buy a secondary program, and that's something that you do as well. So you take them – and they might not even be students, but they just did self-defense, but then they're going to do like tier one, tier two, tier three, and you were doing that as well, right? Yeah, and most of that is just sold online just because I can't get them to come back in. You know, I right. was lucky to get them to come back in the first time. You know how but self-defense goes. But they're purchasing from you. So you found a way to take a person that probably would never step back in the dojo again, but you sold them other things that were pretty yeah. awesome. That's amazing. 
Very cool. So one thing that I like too, I've even had some vendors that I've worked so closely with where like, um, you know, a pizza parlor, in fact, in front of my school at one point, um, they were wearing uh, their pizza parlor t-shirt. I actually paid for their shirts to be printed. And on the back was my logo and my information. So every time a kid turned around, that one of the owners or people turned around to get pizza, they saw my logo. And then they, there was three passes on the desk, and they'd stick my passes on the pizza boxes that went out. And then I would do the same. Like I'd give them, you know, whatever coupons they were promoting, I'd have their name on my monitor because I have a monitor that runs in my class with a screensaver that flips and switches. So their pizza parlor was up on my monitor and so on and so forth. So always trying to do co-op, what I call co-op marketing. And you'd be surprised at how many people do this in other businesses. Um, and we don't really, as martial arts schools, I mean, at least myself, don't take advantage of it as much as I could. Like, for example, um, you have a monitor in your school. I have a monitor, but the minute people walk in with my logo and pictures are going and so on, we can literally sell space on that monitor. Even if you only charge 15 bucks a month, and you had the local restaurant down the road that's $180 a year, but you got 15 or 20 businesses to do that. And every time a picture scrolls, two or three pictures scroll, your logo scrolls, boom, Joe's Pizza. Another few pictures and your logo, boom, you know, this car wash. Um, you could literally turn your monitor into a massive uh, income stream, right? And it's real estate because you have a select group of people that are constantly looking at that monitor, right? So why not sell the space right. and, and get it out there? Something that I noticed they did a lot when I went to visit schools in Australia. They had banners from companies for the local auto parts store, banners from the favorite restaurant, and people were paying for that. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and, you know, um, I know uh, Dion, Dion was doing that with, uh, with banners, you know, and he, oh, yeah. he, you know, he ran MMA schools, so that that was okay too, because yeah. that, that that was that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the look and the feel, you know. Right, right, yeah, and you know what's interesting too, like a lot of times drinks, like a new drink company might come out, and they might give you, they might not give you money because they don't have a budget, but they might give you twenty cases of their drinks. Hey, can you sell these to our students, and can you give them out to our students or, or to your clientele? Like I have a dad who's an awesome guy. I don't know if he's he doesn't really do it for business, but he's oh he owns a, a um, salsa and um, chip company called uh, Florida Chips or something like that or Old Something Florida, and they're amazing, right? So he's always bringing me like boxes, and I have to get them before my guys do. So I'm like, listen, don't you take the mango salsa and the and the spicy salsa? Those are mine, right? And then the chips are you know, and then we we divvy them up. But he's always bringing them in. And then sometimes he brought in boxes of them. So I was giving them to the parents, which, by the way, is free marketing for them, right? Right? Free advertising. So there's a lot of opportunity when it comes to that. And then the cross-marketing opportunity, of course, where, you know, like-minded businesses, like a dance studio, maybe they'll promote your business and you promote their dance business, you know. So we have to start thinking a little bit more outside the box with the cross-marketing and the um, vendor marketing and the prospect marketing and so on. We can, you and I could go on forever. Do you want any last thoughts? Because it's twelve twenty-three. We're closing up in a few minutes. Yeah, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we gave some uh, good information, you know. And if, yeah. even if you apply one of these things in each of the categories, uh, it, it, it's going to raise the level of your um, of the of the. Well, it's going to raise the level of professionalism in your business, professionalism in your business, and the the win-win opportunities for you. Right. Right. 
And um, congratulations, Dwayne. It's just, uh, your 200th call that you've done. I mean, and or we've done, but but I we've mean, done, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for hanging in with me uh, this long and doing it. And uh, I enjoy it. I mean, love doing calls with you. In fact, I was listening to our podcast on our way down to drive to Florida on our vacation. Um, and, uh, you know, hearing my own voice annoys me. But at the same time, I was like, we, there's a, a lot of really amazing content on these calls. So, like, I, I about I think I mentioned this a while ago, but I was at a kickboxing match, and I saw a lady who's a school owner. She's like, hey, how you doing? She goes, um, you know, uh, she's talking to me, and then all of a sudden her daughter, like, turned and looked up, and she's like, yep, that's the voice that you hear every day when I do my cleaning, right? And it's like, you know, it's, it, we were both, uh, she listens to our podcast, puts it on her radio as she's mopping, cleaning the school before she gets started, and her daughter was like, I know that voice. You know, so... People are out there listening. I hope, um, truly hope that we've changed the industry and helped school owners and really do well with them. And uh, I'm excited to keep on going and, and helping people. And uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate all the listeners. And, you know, maybe you can just let them know where they can hear us and all that other stuff and we'll close it up. Yeah, certainly. You can go to schoolownertalk.com to get more information and uh, be able to subscribe to the podcast uh, uh, we uh, obviously are on iTunes and Google Play. We will shortly in in the near future here be on Spotify as well. Uh, oh wow! So that uh, so if you have that, um, you know that that you can listen to us on that too. But just go to schoolownertalk.com, schoolownertalk.com to get that information. Very cool, Dwayne. Thanks for everything, man. I hope the weather's going to be nice. I'll be in your neck of the woods. Um, well, not really totally uh, in your neck of the woods, but in the next few weeks. Um, for I'm teaching at John Gaston's school for his okay. uh, ma- master's camp that he does. So if you get a chance, I know it's he's kind of far from you, right? He's like a four-hour ride or whatever. He's in well, Spring, is, Springfield. Yeah, yeah, but see, I actually tomorrow I leave to go to um, uh, where do I go? St. Louis. So I'll actually be not going through Springfield, but I'll be heading south, even farther south than uh, than than. Springfield anyways, so yeah, oh, wow, but it's, cool. it's probably like a four-hour drive. I'll yeah. get you the information. Maybe you could come and visit. We'll hang for a, a day or two. When, when are you going? Um, I have to look. I think it's March 13th. Okay. I'll find out. Yeah, I'll, let get me know. All the, I'll get you the details, and then uh, maybe we could get together. All right, sounds good. Well, thank awesome, you. Dude. And, uh, Take- congratulations on the 200th podcast as well. Yeah, awesome. Have a great day. Take care, everybody. See you later.